This podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition, a delicious range of sumptuously smooth dark chocolate. Ingle, and you're very welcome to Back to Yours, a podcast where I knock on the doors of some big names to tell the story of their lives through the houses they've lived in. This is the final episode of season one, but you can listen back if you've missed them to past episodes that featured Rose McGowan, Dermot Bannon, Dolly Alderton and Marion Keyes. And I'll have details at the end of the show about the next season. But back to this episode, and it features a woman that is often described as a national treasure, the very funny and the extremely talented writer and actor, Amy Huberman. We didn't go to our actual house because when we met, Amy was bunking in with her in-laws and the home she'll be moving to soon in Dublin 6 with her rugby legend husband Brian O'Driscoll and her son and daughter was still being done up. But we did meet in the cinema room of the Devlin Hotel in Renla to talk about her interior decorating style, her lack of enthusiasm for cooking and about why this new home is the first one that really feels like hers and Brian's. You know, we we got engaged in that garden. We've we've bought the baby's home there but I weirdly I never felt a huge emotional attachment to the house itself and I don't know why that was and I still called it Brian's house he was like we're married 10 years <laughs> but this does feel like our house together so here she is it's back to yours with Amy Huberman Amy we're not in your house unusually for back to yours but you've got a very good reason tell us there's no toilets <laughs> there's no heating and there's some walls. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We're actually a little bit further on than that. We are. We're kind of nearly in the last, at the last home stretch, literally. But um, we're, yeah, there's there's nothing in our house except for like six builders who I, well, I actually do know quite well, but I don't know <laughs> if I want to live with them. <laughs> Well, I came into the Devlin Hotel today. I was saying I was doing this interview with you and they said, oh, yeah, Amy. Yeah. So it sounds like you kind of this is a second home to a degree while you go between appointments with builders. And yeah, stuff like that. well, we're, so we're in Ranala um, and I have an office down the road. And this this does feel like a home away from home, which might be a bit disappointing when we do move to our house and I don't live in the Devlin. And you've been asking the them cinema. what their paint colours are and everything, haven't you? <laughs> I went up to the desk one day and I, I thought that they thought I was going to make a booking for lunch. And I was like, could you tell me what that paint colour is? Sorry? Do you know what paint colour that is? And they're going, um, do you want to leave your number? We'll get back to you. But they did. They were like, this is what the RAL is and everything. So that's that's. Well, we're going to go back to kind of homes you've lived in because I know you moved around a lot as a yeah. kid. So we're yeah. going to talk about that. But let's talk about the new home because you moved from Milltown. Goatstown, yeah. Goatstown yeah. and into a new house. And you've kind of got a bit of a blank canvas there. So what is the kind of look you're creating? And is that a really great time to be able to say, I can make it exactly how I want yeah, because I've never lived anywhere where I've we have started from scratch. Um, so anywhere where I've lived, I've always tried to be kind of unpicking it and undoing it to, to put it back together and add little bits. And it's never really. I mean, it has. We did a job in our house a couple of years ago, and we were, but we felt like we it was a bit contrived. We were like trying to make it look old, and it's like this house was built yeah a couple of years ago. <laughs> Yeah, but it has the vibe right. of, you know. You so, wanted that kind of vintage look, did you, or uh, yeah, retro? Yeah, and, and just to kind of um, take away some of the modern lines uh, away from it. And I love I love the feel of modern homes, but it's definitely not something that I would veer to for, from a style in a style perspective with a house myself, personally. So the house that we, we are moving into, it is an old house. It's a late Victorian house, and that I, I never thought I would live in an old house. Um, 
And it's definitely a blank canvas. Nobody had lived in it for about seven years. So it needed everything done. Um, so I have tried to stay true to the house. I've got a real respect for the history of the house. Um, and I mean, I've learned a lot about planning and, you know, even when you're building on the plan is like if you if they can see a difference in the new house where I was trying to keep everything old and I can understand that they if they ever wanted to bring it back to the original that they can see the original house but I I I've I've kept everything that I that I could there's there was even old granite on the outside of the wall and we've kept that on the inside of the house now um kind of looks like a little strange cave but I, I love it and there's and it can I, be Brian's man cave or something yeah no? absolutely they're, they're, I made you a literal cave. <laughs> With some Wicklow granite, you're welcome. Um, yeah, just the, just the little quirks in it, uh, and I love that stuff. I've I've I'm really sentimental about the house, even though I don't know who lived there. I've tried to dig that out a little bit about who lived there, but I I have a real sense of history of the house, and I I find that stuff really exciting. And just moving from your old house though, because that was kind. Of, you obviously had an emotional attachment there, because you know good things yeah, happened for we're you there for in that 11, house. Eleven years. Yeah. And how did you feel about leaving that place behind? It was strange because this the, the house we're moving to has been going on for so long. It it did it hasn't happened very quickly. Like a friend of mine moved from her house that she was there when she, since she was twenty three, and I could see how that was, and it happened really fast. She sold and moved on within a couple of months, and I was like, "How are you coping with this?" <laughs> um, but ours has been a slow drip feed over a good couple of years, so we were ready to as well. But I still got a shock when I saw the removal guys come. You know, I was, I was really like, "What are you, what are you doing here? You booked us to move your stuff out of your eyes." Oh yeah. Is that, but it just felt it was so it was so visual and it felt like you know your life just just being boxed away and taken out and I I think you know we we got engaged in that garden we we've we we brought the babies home there but I weirdly I never felt a huge emotional attachment to the house itself and I don't know why that was I don't know why that was I think it was and I still called it Brian's house and he was like we're married ten years. <laughs> Because that was his house before uh, yeah, when you and, met him, and I was like, yeah. "It's our home, but it, it is your house." And I also felt like I was like, "You, you bought this house." He was, you know, he 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 worked and 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 bought it, you know, in his twenties, which is pretty incredible. Um, so I still was like, "Where are you?" My mum would ring me, "Where are you?" I'm in Brian's house. He's like, "She's like, well, you you have two kids and you're married." <laughs> For a long time, I think it's your, both your home. I was like, it's our home, but this does feel like our house together. It does. It, f- it feels like a real joint venture, and it's funny. I mean, I I, I loved, I loved our home in Goatstown. Um, and I, to be honest, actually, I didn't think we didn't have any plans to move, but I never thought that we would be there forever. And even you know the little etchings of the kids' heights on the wall. I wanted to take that wall with me. They're like, anything else? Is everything gone? I was like, this wall. Are we allowed to take that? I know it's fixtures and fittings. Yeah. And it may not be structurally sound if we remove it, but can we take that right. wall with us? They didn't let you, did it they, did. Amy? That no. was, no. The new, the new owners wanted that, apparently, to keep um, their kitchen up. Tell us about the sort of look inside that you wanted to create in your new house and the kind of some of the colours and elements. Um, colours, I found tricky. I could actually do a blind test of colours. Which is unusual. I could I could tell you the smell of a certain <laughs> colour at this stage. Oh God! Are you a Faro and Ball person? Is um, that kind of a bit of a, a bit of. It's hard not to get sucked into that. They do. They're, they're they do nice colours. <laughs> they're good at their colours. Yeah, the names of them are great. Uh, yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it's nearly like a little story, and yeah. you're like, oh, I like that. Yeah, the, the elephant's breath though. I do kind of go. That's that still upsets me a bit. Elephant's what, what breath, breath is not is a good, not a good not name. A great, it's not a great no, name. No, not a good name. Um, but if if the Devlin is a second home, Stillorgan Dyke is a third. <laughs> 
I keep going, this is my last time. And I, I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I was laughing. I was like, if I, if I ever lose it, it'll be it'll be me. You'll just see me wandering around painting tiny patches of, of paint on walls. That'll be it. That'll be it. It's like, oh, that's that's what she does now. But I find the colour, I find the paint colour the hardest to d- make a choice on in the house. Love the tiles. It's very, it is very old and traditional and I've saved every single thing that I could. Um, and Fireplaces you know, and things like that. Well, actually, all our fireplaces were gone. Oh, were had gone. someone nicked them? Or Somebody had nicked them. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. So they were gone. I love salvage yards. We've got a, we've got a, a salvage one that I, th- that we've kind of figured was as close to the ear of the house and, and that area. So we've put that back in. To be honest, actually, the, the fireplaces that they nicked were not the most beautiful. Okay, well, that's okay, though. They were, yeah, they were a strange kind of brown marble um, oh, thing. Right. But they were lovely. And, I mean, they were if they were original houses, we would have absolutely just left them where they were. But there was a lot of old fireplaces that were plastered over that we've kept, just 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 bricked. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've repointed them and exposed them and stuff. So, yeah, we'll have one real fire in the house and the rest are just to look good. Cool. And what about, you in. mentioned tiles there. Is there any kind of uh, unusual or striking... Uh, tile. Features. Yeah, tile or, you know, bits in the house. Probably because there's nothing else in the house. I'm saying the tiles are the favourite thing. <laughs> the, t- the, thing the tiles. That's because there's nothing else here. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a, fr- a really old friend of uh, Brian's from, from Clontarf has helped. He has a tile shop, um, the Stone Room, if anyone's looking. They've been yeah. amazing. He's been amazing. And I never knew Connor in a tile capacity. <laughs> and now it's just like, oh, we discussed now tiles. Tile we just meet up to have coffee and chat about tiles. <laughs> Uh, he's been brilliant, and I've 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 loved that we've we, we've got kind of bottle green Victorian tiles downstairs, and um, we've got pink tiles. Everyone pink thought, it, tiles. yeah, pink tiles. Where are they going? They're in an ensuite, and they're kind of like a they're nearly like a masculine pink. So they're not very kind of chalky girly. I guess traditionally what you would consider is like pinky pink. And it was funny the, the builders who were there initially at the kind of demolition stage came back they, I hadn't seen them in six months and they came back and they were you know they're all these kind of big burly guys, guys and they're like we're obsessed with the pink tiles it's like amazing <laughs> amazing and what's your favourite room I know you haven't got probably you're the ba- in there probably yet probably the bathroom um, there's, a, there's a downstairs downstairs there's a, the main bathroom there's there's these it's like dark wooden floor there's this Victorian green colour trim at the bottom very plain subway tiles, um, kind of halfway up the wall, third way up the wall. And then I've ordered this wallpaper. There's only going to be wallpaper at two places, but I've ordered this wallpaper that's nearly like a faded jungle print. Oh. So I'm going to put that on one wall. Uh, and nice. I really like it. And there's a, there's a fireplace in there as well, like a, a bricked up a fireplace. Just a little tiny one that we've repointed. It's old dolphin barn brick. Are you seeing it? I know you've got two kids, but are you sort of seeing it as a very good home for entertaining, for parties, that kind of thing? Is that, Can you see it full of people like Helen? Yeah, I'd love... I, I, I'm not the best uh, cook in the world, <laughs> but I'm convinced that's going to change. I was <laughs> like, why? It's like, because I really like the knobs we put on the presses, obviously. <laughs> So the good knobs. That's are they, gonna translate. Great knob. Great uh, knob will make you knob. good, a good in the knob kitchen. Is, is important. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, exactly. My knobs. I'm, I'm excited about my knobs, and they will. I think. Can I ask you about the knobs? In all seriousness, yeah. what kind of knobs? Because I think that's a really. I mean, I know it sounds like such a, a tiny detail, but people spend a long time deciding what is going to be what the, the feature me? that they. Yeah, which knob is for? Me? What are they going <laughs> to? How are they going to open their cupboards? Like I don't have knobs in my kitchen cupboards. Do you have like a? Do you have a? I have the kind your of your finger in. finger in, and I really like it. I love the clean sort of line of it all. Yeah. So that you can like tuck your. Yeah, you your just tuck your in. finger in and open it. Yeah. So I don't have knobs. So that we've got some knobs and some tucky finger scenarios. <laughs> 
<laughs> tucky finger. That's a such a tucky technical expression. Any those, any those tucky finger things <laughs> from my eyes. Um, we've got some. They're kind of a mushroom, a mushroom knob, and they're all. It's kind of aged brass. I love brass. Gorgeous. Yeah. So you're going to be in the kitchen making like everything. you know everything, making Just souffles, souffles, whatever they are. <laughs> I I I I loved I've. I, I, people have been really generous to me. I have I've lived in and stayed with friends of mine in London, in LA, when I've been working away, and I I really wanted to be able to have somewhere where I could repay that favor and to say, come to ours. Aww. Here's a key. Stay there. Come and you know make yourself dinner, or I might pretend to say that I will. Or here's a Mark Spencer you. thing that I yeah. bought. There's something in the fridge. Open it with the tucky <laughs> finger thing. It's in there. And then put it in the microwave. <laughs> because we're close to town, I always think that, you know, if I've got friends, I've got a lot of friends who live in London, and if they're here, I'm like, just stay in ours. And, and I, I, I'd, I'd love that, or the, the kids having friends over and stuff. But I, I do think I'm going to try and cook more. I don't know why. I think I, I could never, it never felt right. <laughs> I was using that excuse for 11 years. It just doesn't feel right. It's just not me. What's your dinner? It doesn't feel right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just doesn't feel right. Escape the Ordinary with Green and Blacks, sponsor of Back to Yours. Made with the finest ingredients and ethically sourced cocoa. Discover your favourite flavour from the range, which includes 70% cocoa, roasted almond, salted caramel, sea salt and mint. I want to go back to your very first home that you remember and kind of the feelings about that and any first memories of whether it was wallpaper or whether it was your bedroom or whether it was whatever. It's interesting that you say that because I have this theory that I remember my childhood really clearly catalogued into different age groups because we moved quite a lot and we were in our first house for four years and I know people say you don't have a huge amount of memories you Some know, people do that though age. I have really mm. clear memories because it's related to that house um, and Where I, was it? It was in it was in Fox Rock um, Westminster Road It was my mum regrets ever moving from that house It was three bed house it was it was perfect for us we probably never needed to move um and then my my dad was quite insistent on moving then they just moved in a circle they didn't even move that far uh, and, and i was like we, oh, we should never have moved but it was uh i shared a room with my brother my older brother is a year and a half older than me and i it was just really happy just remember making dens in that room um i remember my my think my earliest memory was and i don't know if it's just because my dad used to say it to me that but i i can i can I can visualise it that my cot was up against um side of a wall and there was a light switch above it and I used to I was able to stand, get myself up, but I wasn't able to put my legs back down again. Do you remember kids are yeah, at that age? Yeah. It's probably quite young. Yeah, that is. Unless young, I was I just think. not very advanced yeah, at four. We're good with the physical <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Maybe they still had me in a cot of four, which is actually I need to talk to them about that. But if it was before that, I I do remember standing up, turning on the light switch and then putting the head around going, these guys are going to be down any minute now. Aww. It was like my little call. It was nice. highly annoying for them. Very entertaining for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I shared a room with my my older brother um, and like that as well. Just I just have memories of making dens in between our beds on Saturday mornings and just talking all night. Um, torches, annoying babysitters, parents again. There's a lot of light, a light. Turning lot, lights on, yeah, a lot of annoying, annoying people. A lot yeah. of mostly, mostly me, <laughs> mostly me being annoying. Um, but yeah, I do. We had a dog. We had. I remember when it snowed. That I think it was in '83. 
Um, I remember that snow. I remember us going up and down that road in old, like, babies' baths. And I remember I remember those years really, really clearly. And I went to a play school up the road. So I have a real sense of that first home. And I have friends who still live in Westminster Lawn. So I, 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 I go in and I can, I'm like, oh, that was our house. Um, and then we moved not far down the road. Uh, we we were neighbour, we were Joe Dolan's neighbour. Really? Yeah, that was, I didn't, I didn't know anybody. Like he famous, lived next door? Lived next Joe door. Dolan. Uh, I dined out on, I was about to say I dined out on that. I wasn't doing much dining out. <laughs> Not really at, at six. Eight. Or, yeah. Dining, dining out. He's <laughs> got this little image. Of yeah, this dinner party for this eight-year-old, six-year-old. Bing, yeah. bing, bing, guys. <laughs> I have a story. I just want to say <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Joe Dolan. Joe and Dolan. I didn't even know Joe Dolan music, but I knew that it was. I'd met two famous people in my life. One was Stephen Roach. My mum accosted him on Cornell Court Hill. He was so big in the middle at the of time. a cycle. Oh, really? I was like, I do not. I remember he was on the back of a Starbucks. I was like, oh, if only we'd had that Starbucks with us, we could have got him to sign it. Yeah, I think it was like training. Okay. But um, and then it was Joe Dolan. Um, so we lived, we lived next door to him. He's such a lovely man. Um, and then we moved again. I think around age thirteen, and that's the that's the house that we were in the longest, and that feels that was definitely felt like home. home and was for that a long just time. in that circle? That Fox that was Rock in Camp Tilly. They moved Camp to Tilly. the they parish. Wow. Yeah, they moved. Oh they my moved. Gosh, it was big. It was big, big news. <laughs> Big news, big but move. But tell us about your dad because you did move a lot even though your mum was like quite happy in that mm. house. That was perfect She was very family. happy. She'll listen to this now what, and go, what, very happy. Right. She'd be like, I was. I was I very was happy. I was upset about that. <laughs> but what about your dad? What was his obsession with wanting to move? I asked him this the other day and I was like, do you think that your, your emotional detachment to an actual house is something to do culturally with your, your upbringing? And he... I, tell us about his upbringing. He's, well, he, he's, he's Jewish and his family were immigrants and they were Polish and they came to England. And he thinks it absolutely has something to do with that. The fact that they were, I guess they were my, they were nomadic and they were, and, and his family were displaced. I don't think he had, maybe felt that he had the, the, the ties or the roots somewhere. It wasn't as important to him. Home was where his family was and, the, and it was bricks and mortar to him. Whereas my mum, I mean, obviously home was where the family was for my mum, but she... She just, she wanted she she's probably she likes routine and she likes she doesn't like the upheaval. Whereas my dad sees it as an adventure, so that was interesting. Mm. They were very very different ways of of seeing it. Um, and I get I get both I get both I could I could you know my my dad is artistic and he he loved he loved he he loved you know the the project the project and building it and seeing it build. And I remember as well just being on sites as, as well as a kid. Sites and curtain shops. Oh, really? <laughs> Two of the least fun things. <laughs> well, site is probably a bit of crack. Yeah. But um, but curtain shops Definitely probably not, not crack, great crack. No. Or blinds, blinds. It was, I don't blinds know how many blinds I've seen. Yeah, yeah not, weren't, weren't, weren't great fun. But um, but yeah, so we, we moved quite a bit. We moved quite a bit. And oh, it was so always, when you were 13 was the longer one. Yeah, right? and that's where I kind of really see his home was, okay. was Caventini. And we were there for... I think, well, I had moved out. I'd moved out then by the time my parents had moved again. I think that they were, I was about 23 when they moved. Um, but that was our longest stint. And um, yeah, we, we, we were in a in a great, like a cul-de-sac playing out in the road, that freedom right beside Cabin Park. So that was like a further field freedom, 
it was back in the days though when Cavantilli was in the countryside. Yeah. And it was, it's like, oh, she when it was all fields, there, couldn't Amy. get a taxi. You'd have to bribe the taxi man to bring you the, just that little bit further. Um, and what about uh, when you, so you went to college and all that? Did you, were you, did you have lots of flat shares? Did you live with other people or did you always live at home through? I still lived college? at home when I was in college. And if I could, I mean, it was probably down to, it was money and it was it was handy. It was only down the N11, but I wished, it was always a dream of mine to go to college further afield so I could have that college college experience and it it, it, it didn't happen. Um, and that's why I was really, I really wanted to move to London. As soon as I'd kind of finished college and finished a master's and stuff, I, I needed, I knew I knew I wanted to live in a different city. And I loved London. London was already a second home. Speaking of home, I feel very at home in London. My dad is from London and my, I've got family there. Um, I feel like that too. I think I my, it, my yeah. mum's from London too. Really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely, when I go there, I definitely feel very like, yeah, I, this absolutely. is another place that I actually fit in. Kind of a, a I, bit, I yeah. really do. And I've happily lived in London in in, oh, in stints and I I feel a sense of excitement and, and home when I do, when I do go to London. And it's a city I know very well, and I, I'm not great with direction, but I know I yeah. I know it really well. I can get around London very well. I can get around London better than I can get around Dublin. And how long did you stay there? I was there on and off for probably about three years. I w- and did you live with other people? Yeah, or, yeah. I lived with friends. Um, I lived on my own at times, which I didn't really love. Um, I love I love a night or two on my own, but I don't like being on my own for extended periods. Um, and that's where I wrote my first book was in London being on my own in a flat in Brixton that was a, it was a gorgeous flat but it was, there wasn't anything in it and it was I was I was quite far away from all my friends um, and I had a part time job in town but I wrote I wrote out of out of loneliness <laughs> in that in, in my basement flat in Brixton so it was a good kick it was it kind of kick started something else I was like right right I need to add some colour into this I felt like. I felt I was I was probably lonely in those years there. Um, and like being an actor in London is great when you're busy. It can be really isolating and lonely when you're not and you don't have a huge amount of money. And it's a big city and people are, you know, especially with actors, people are either sometimes your friends are around or they could be off on a formal job and, and not accessible. Yeah. Rudely. <laughs> when Very you're rude. unemployed. <laughs> when I moved back from London, that was really when myself and Brian moved in together. So before that... Did you I lived, meet Brian when you were in London? Yeah, I oh, was. By, okay. Yeah, so I was still kind of over and back, and then it was got a decision to come back here then, but I I didn't think I'd live in London forever, forever, ever. But I I had flat shares in town here, and I've I've what lived kind in of a flatmate places. are you? Are you a messy flatmate, or are you one of those ones that does everything right and gets annoyed with other people? No, do you I'd leave notes average. for people? <laughs> I'd say it's somewhere in between. No, I definitely don't. No. <laughs> I don't think I'd be too Your chaotic. Your turn to wash up, no? No, 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 no. That. That, would okay. dr- that would... Or a shelf in the fridge. This is my stuff, don't touch. N- no, no, no. And actually I did, I, I stayed in Diggs once in Manchester, did a play in Manchester years ago and I left, I stayed there one night. Usually the theatre will find you somewhere to stay. It's a bit, it is a bit random and I was living <laughs> with some random man. Oh, no. I know. And I left there after one day. I was like, this is not for me. He had so many, ru- there was literally just <laughs> rules and I, I can understand. Listen, he's had actors stay in his house. I'm sure he's had all sorts, but it was uncomfortably. There was just rules, and it was just it made me uncomfortable. There was literally post-its everywhere saying, "Don't do this, don't do this." I was like, "I can't live like this." And then I lived with, and then I moved to. I lived with this lovely woman, this old age pensioner in Wally Range in Manchester, and she was amazing. She was very eccentric. She wore a hard hat in her house. Okay. Safety first. 
I don't know what that was about. Was there but an was, issue with the ceiling? or She was always kind of doing DIY stuff. And then she was like, I'm getting older and I live in an old house and there's stairs and I don't want to fall down the stairs. So I was like, makes sense. So there. <laughs> so I just got used to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's still in touch. She got in touch with me. I'm just. She still wear the, the heart. I don't. I don't. Probably. I'd say. I'd say she's upped it to shoulder pads and knee pads at this stage. Because right. that, that's a few years later. I'd say she's like, I'm not getting younger. <laughs> but yeah, I lived. I lived with her for like a couple of months, and I've lived. With, I've. Lo- I loved living with friends. I felt. When I moved in with when I moved in with Brian, I was really excited about that stage of life. But I I felt I grieved for those years of 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 sharing with friends. I really did. I yeah, felt, people do actually. Yeah. Other people have said that, and you kind of yeah. There's something really beautiful about sharing that home and uh, stories and the ups and downs of life with this kind of group of people who are sort of a different kind of family. A, a really a, a different family and. And I, I, I loved it, and I, I still feel I get an, I get to do it every so often. Like I'll, I'll get to go to London for a night for meetings, and I'll stay with my friend Ruth, who I lived with when I was, uh. you know, twenty two, and you feel like you're right back there. That's a, an upside of my job is that you do, you get to kind of still travel a little bit and stay in different places. I, I still enjoy that. I love coming home, but I, it gives me a taste of what my life was in my twenties, totally. I guess. When you moved in with Brian, you know, we all have to get used to different sort of habits and people. And yeah. I just wanted you to paint a bit of a picture about domestically what you're like in terms of who does what and, you know, who's good at doing what chores and all that kind of stuff. I'm really good at talking about what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm talking about lists. I, I don't stick them on the walls. <laughs> FYI, man in Manchester. Um <laughs> Laminate them and put them on every inch of the wall, but I do. I like. I like. I like order, but I will let it build up. So I. 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 I'm a hoarder, and I don't. Oh, like, really? That doesn't like clutter. So that's a hoarder that's that a doesn't great like mind clutter. To be in. Okay. Marie Kondo is not fond of the hoarding. She's no. not. Have you She's have not. you read? Have you done the whole? Marie I did Kondo? it. I did it over Christmas because we were moving. <coughs> we moved in February, and I knew it was imminent, and it was it was worrying me because I. And it was, it was worrying Brian. He was like, you've got mixed tapes in the shed. <laughs> you don't even have a cassette player. How are we going to do this? I was like, that's fine. Um, so there was a lot, there was years and layers of life. Um, and I would be really, I would be sentimental and I would be afraid to throw out the wrong thing. Whereas at the same time, I, I you do need to cut that out because, you know, I've, I've, when I filmed in London, say, for example, for six weeks and I've lived in a friend's flat over there, I love that I took a suitcase of shit and I had less things to consider. I, lo- I loved that I had two pairs of jeans and th- three jumpers and, you know, and that I didn't have that 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 mental clutter because I do think that affects you. I, I absolutely I know it's, you know, she's so super popular at the moment, but I do think that there is I do think there's merit in that. I, and I understand where that comes from, that mental clutter. I feel like my mind is is clearer when I have less shit building up. Um, but I want to keep the nice shit in pretty boxes and store it nicely. Yeah, and have you done that? Have you got that together? I, I feel like I didn't, I, I've started it. So I, I did, we did get a skip and we did chuck stuff out. And I watched her show concurrently with that and I did find it really helpful. I did get, you know... It inspired you, like yeah, it got it did, you in the it, mood. No, it did, definitely did. Um, did you thank the things as you took not, them out No, <laughs> I think I just chucked them all in and went, thanks. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm... T- busy removing thank you all of you 
So <laughs> I no. saw this vision of you in front of the skip, like you know, namaste to the thing. Shout, no, it wasn't even. It was just shouting. Over the, Thank you. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Just being really apologetic Irish person. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't do it the right way, but thanks. So yeah, it was it was a group. It was a group. Thank you. But I did, and um, and my kids are really good at be at at that. And it was I was like, God, if my five year old can be this clear about the things that she wants to keep and doesn't, I should be better at this. Um, and it's funny the stuff you throw out. You don't think. You don't think of. You don't think. Actually, though, speaking of it, when my parents moved, I didn't. I never knew my mum did this. I was. I was like, oh, we've got to escape, and I'm being. I'm being brilliant, and I'm chucking loads of stuff out. She's like, be careful. Be careful though. She's like, I was in that mood one day and I was chucking chucking this guy. She goes, I was a bit annoyed actually that I was moving, which I've said. Yeah. So she was a bit cross and she said that the skip was in the front garden and she was up in her bedroom and she was clearing stuff out. And she took her wedding dress out and she was like, when am I ever? She chucked it out the, the bedroom window into the oh skip. God. I'd say all the neighbours were like, oh God. God it's Poor Sandra and They're having a big row. But she said, I was like, you did not even give it to a charity shop. She goes, no, I should have. But And it wasn't anything to do with it. She was annoyed at him. She yeah. wasn't that annoyed. That's a that's that's one bridge she fired in an argument, I think, to choke your wedding dress out. Speaking of weddings, I always think it's very funny that I was at your wedding. Yeah. I wasn't really at your wedding. I was I was covering it for the Irish Times. I remember standing there <laughs> waving. Sorry, oh, she should have been in. Yeah, no, I should have been in. But, you know, anyway, I was out there trying to find out what you were having for the dinner so I could write about it in the bloody piece. Can't oh, even God. remember, no. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was a very nice occasion. The whole locality were out lovely. on face. To it, see yeah, it, yeah, it was really it was a lo- it was lovely. It was so lovely. Talking about your house that you're going to be moving into, yeah. what are you most looking forward to? I mean, it has been a long road. You'd all sorts of planning stuff that you had to get over, which many yeah. people do, oh, and that's really. I don't tricky. know anyone who does it. No, it's and it's the, and the it's hard it. and it's stressful because you don't know how it's going to end. And yeah. but anyway, you came through all that. Um, what are you looking forward to? What what kind of are you envisioning? Sort of obviously not you cooking a big meals, but yeah, other things. I, I do. I just. Uh, I just I want to, kind of want to see what happens with that. I'm like, okay. I see caterers in your life, maybe. Oh, Jesus. Well, d- Deliveroo, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not caterers. Yeah. Um, that makes life too easy, doesn't it, Trini? No, I would like to cook, and I'd like to cook. I would like to... I would like to let teach my kids how to cook, so I need to do that myself first because I think it's a, quite an important life well, skill. Well, I sent my kids to a really good uh, cookery summer camp a week long one. They absolutely loved it and they learned so Great. much. Great. Yeah. Can you cook? Uh, I'm, I'm all right. Okay. Like, I'm kind so of they um, loved it. Yeah, my mum was very good, so she kind of, yeah. It's sort of more instinctive, though. I kind yeah. of throw things together. I'm, that's that's whereas, a better way to be because yeah, that means so. you actually know what you're whereas doing. Johnny, my boyfriend, he's more into the baking and likes all the very precise kind of ingredients and, you know, measurements and stuff, whereas I'm, I haven't got really the patience. Like, and I just but throw it's nice that you both. That's a good team. So you've kind of got all meals. Yeah, he's the baker. Like then. he does all the cakes for the school bake sales, ah. and then on the WhatsApp, people go, "Oh, Roisin, well done on the cake." And I'm like, "Yeah, thanks. do you own it? Do you own nothing it? to do? No, I don't. I have to kind of <laughs> go because he's raging. Like, what the hell? It's so sexist. Assuming <laughs> yeah, I know that's... it's true. It's true. <laughs> like anyway. he did it. He did it. But, but um, you know, the garden, the kids being able to just you know have their rooms and all that kind of stuff. Is that what you're? Is it just making that a family home that, of your dreams kind of thing? I. It's the feeling of that house. It's the feeling of a, it being busy. Like, I I feel really at home in a kind of villagey town environment. I, I know, you know, people have kids and have a dream of moving to the country. I love the country. I'm not made for it. <laughs> I'm not made for it. I hear you. I mean, my mum has even said as soon as I was a kid, she was like, you just wanted to be out and be out. And, and, and so I'm not somebody who will stay in. I, it's rare that I would stay in my house for an entire day unless... Mm there's a national weather warning. And even at that, I'm like, well, 
Will I go for a quick walk? Um, but I do, I love, I love dipping in and out. I love, love being home. And I, my evenings now, because I go to bed earlier than I used to, I love my evenings in, at home. Um, maybe I'll write from home. I haven't done that in a long time. Um, I've always kind of kept that separate. And I'm going to see, I know it sounds a bit arty, but like, I don't know if you're the same. I need to kind of see if a space will work for being Absolutely. creative. Absolutely, I think that's totally yeah. understandable. Do you have a little home office or anything like there that? There is an office there, but it might be <coughs> shared. So again, I'll have to see logistically how that's going to work. Um, but I have very specific writing times, probably early in the morning. So it could work. I, I like writing away from the house, so I feel like I don't have, that when I get home, there's no there's nothing hanging over me like mm. I should do an extra half an hour or something. Have you had any big clashes with Brian about the look of the house no. or the decor or anything like that? Are you are you totally on the same page? Uh, I he doesn't. I don't think he's given himself enough credit for the stuff that he likes and I think he's got a really good eye and and I've done probably a bigger share of the decoration side of it but I've I've, we'd always run through stuff together and I think he's got a really good eye on colour and the whole look of something and I think he's enjoyed I think he's enjoyed it we're kind of I'm looking forward to it not being the main part of the day every day (laughs) and getting back to, to, to life but no, it's and that's what's been a joy is is doing it together actually because it does feel like a sense of our our house our home together. It's not Brian's house. Not it's Brian and Amy's house. house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Finally. You, yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is going to be somewhere you'll be for a long, long time? Yeah, I don't want to move. I don't. I don't want to move. And um, someone said recently, and it's, I guess it's true. I never really thought about that. You know, when you get older and with stairs, and I was like, <laughs> we're just going to have to invent like a pulley system. An electric fully system. Because <laughs> it is, it, it's an old house, so there's returns in the stairs. It wouldn't really lend itself. It's not probably great if your the knees star, are packing in. electric star, stair thing, what are they called those? Yeah, uh, the, stair, the stair lift. Stair lift. Yeah. The stair lift, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you could, I have a friend actually. That, I know, really? I know. I yeah, exactly. So. And you listen, yeah. you have to live for now. And <laughs> I do have a friend who, and she, she did a house recently, and she was trying to get the builder to put a slide in down by the stairs, which she's, was, she's like, it's just clever. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a better use of your, it takes less time. But the builder wasn't, wasn't really. I think I think structurally they're they're like we can't do that. <laughs> she does actually have a slide going from one part for the kids, but it's it's quite. She she got a slide in somewhere. I've been asking people in in this series what home means to them and what kind of words and feelings it conjures up. And I suppose you're about to embark in this new home that's going to be your home for a long time. What does it mean to you? It's it's funny sometimes it's. It's the simple, small things like your routine and the things that, you know, the small things that actually bring you happiness, like your favourite cup of tea in the morning. Or your knobs. Or my knobs. My knobs will bring me joy. Those little, those little mushroomy knobs. (laughs) Those. Um, But I think it's a, it's, it, it making a home and that can be, that doesn't have to be anything to do with what tiles you've put on the wall. You know, that, that can just be your sense of, of your family. Um... And, you know, friends calling in and your your sense of being where makes you happy. And like I was saying there, I love being in a villagey, busy environment and close, kind of close to town, close to a village. There's a park up the road, there's the kids' schools are around the corner and that sense of a community, which we haven't really had before because our kids were really young in the first house, so they weren't in a school set up there. And that feeling, that feeling of, you know, fa- of just, I guess, family, family life. And put we've put a lot of love into it, and I do love the the home that the feeling. I feel like already there's a sense of home there. I think my heart moved there once we were in. Yeah. So I already feel I already feel there. Uh, nice. Yeah. 
cool. I haven't asked you about art. Just one more thing. Yeah. Are you a big art person? Have you collected stuff? Are you looking forward to hanging certain things around? I've collected certain bits. Probably, I probably haven't bought a lot of art. I've been considering buying art recently and I bought a piece for Brian. I definitely didn't in my 20s. I didn't have Was enough it disposable related? cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there's people who have given us a lot of lovely paintings of him. Imagine he just walked into his house and just all paintings of Brian. I think you should just have a room. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know the way Alan Partridge has a room, just loads of pictures of yeah. himself. You could have, like, a Brian room. Yeah, we should. In we the should. cave, maybe. Surprise! The cave. the cave. On the granite walls, just pictures of himself. He would... Die. Do people really give a lot of that Yeah, and stuff? it's lovely. And like some of them, I, I like I would like to keep even for my kids, but I can understand from his point of view that would be slightly, slightly weird. <laughs> Just everywhere in the kitchen. Yeah, um, actually John Boyne said that he has um, a room window full of his books and he calls mm. it his ego room. So maybe the, an ego room wouldn't be a bad idea. Like. Do you know though, because there's a flip side of it, I, I often think... I would even maybe in my office love to frame like you know book covers and stuff. I haven't done any of that, which no. I I would. I, it is nice to my my producers last year when we started filming. They they framed our first call sheet the first day, oh, the fr- was which great. was so lovely and like that kind of stuff. The sentimental stuff I think is, uh, but I've I've loads of the kids, like like dodgy, not great drawing. Sorry guys, the ear. <laughs> you need to improve your motor skills. <laughs> But I love that they're not impressed. And I'm trying oh, to capture that now before... Are they not gifted? I mean, you know? there's work to be done. There's work to be done. But I love that, you know, when you're they've drawn you and you look wild and, and all that stuff. And I framed a lot of, I framed a lot of that. That's I, very good. I'm very yeah, impressed. Yeah, I love I'm that. Terrible. I love that. I have and boxes of stuff, but it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't get put anywhere. Well, know? actually, moving kind of incentivized me too because I was like, this is going to get lost or ripped or something. Um, but... <laughs> And again, like there's there's one picture that my daughter did of our family, and she she had she had done loads of she had drawn loads of pictures that really sporadically of me and her, and I love them. But then I didn't have one that I thought was the right color, so I was like, sit down and draw. So it was like less spontaneous, and then I framed that one. So I will always know that I forced her to do that. Well, listen, I'm really grateful that you did this. It's really been interesting this has been so hearing. Fast. Yeah, it's been really. Oh, I know. We just talked so much. But your series was called Finding Joy. Yeah, and it was brilliant, by the way. Thank and you. I um, think you're going to find a lot of joy in this home, it sounds like, when you eventually get in there and get away from the Devlin Hotel and your in-laws who you're staying with. Well, yeah, well, they've gone away. They've been okay. so generous to us. And that is really nice. Yeah, so you're not actually living with them. No, it's we were for house. a couple of days okay. and they're brilliant. My in-laws are brilliant. Mm. Um, but it, the house would have been busy with, with all of us there, but they're they're away. I Yeah, the house the house we're moving to, I got my cards read um, a couple of years ago, I've only had it done three times in my life and it was the second time I'd had it done. And they were talking about this house and they said that it was a house that was full of women. There was a lot of women and there was a lot of really happy women in that house. Mm. And I looked up in the census, there was actually quite a lot of women there. I mean, women take a 50% of the world. There they do. women in that house. They do. They do. But there were a lot of women and there was, they, they talked about, you know, this tree, this holly tree that they sat in in the garden. So there's a real, I think there's a real happy sense in that house anyway that I, I, I've always had there. So I hope to Is the tree still there? There was just a story about the tree. There was a story about the tree. The tree was accidentally chopped on week one. I was actually filming. So my first introduction to, my, my builder's first introduction to me was crying at 11 o'clock at night. Oh God. It was an accident, but we've moved on. And the only thing is, I love trees. I love trees. I don't think they should be cut down unless there is, they, there's a real need or unless they're dying. But it was accidentally cut down, but we've tried to save it. And you can replant a holly tree as a bush. You can save. So they've saved. Oh, well, They've saved something. it, yeah. yeah. So they're, and and I think about three of the branches have survived in this nursery, so they're going to be replanted. But yeah, I can tell you that the lady of the house, I was that. really upset. I was really upset by it, yeah. Um, 
because as well I know this sounds great this is also what I said to my builder the first time I never met him I was like I got my cards right and um, one of the women he lived in that house used to love sitting under that tree <laughs> it's just silence he's like okay, okay. sorry I'm sorry for laughing no, but the builder, is, like the builder, and I, I love, I love our Where builder. Where are they from? Are they and Irish? It's an ongoing joke. He's an Irish guy. He's from yeah. Clare. He's such a lovely man, and it's still. He's like, do you think Elizabeth will be will be happy now with the with that? I'd be like, I think she is. Aww. I don't know why we've, we've called we've called. Her and you'll Elizabeth. have Holly for Christmas then. From There'll the be Clare Holly, yeah. Place. So we'll re- replant that and. And I, I try my best to save Elizabeth's holly tree. Well, I hope you do find lots of joy in that house and it Thanks, sounds like Roshi. you will. Thank and you. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much to the brilliant Amy Huberman. I'm Roisin Ingle. And remember, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes and tell all your friends about the podcast. We're going to take a bit of a break now. We're getting ready for season two, but we will be back with my first guest for season two, a writer, feminist, raconteur and all-round excellent human, Catelyn Moran. So when people came around to my house, they were absolutely, they'd be like, you're putting out fags in a loaf of bread. You've got a huge Alsatia that's clearly insane. I don't even remember what I did with the dog. I'd go on tour with the Beastie Boys for like three days in Italy. I don't remember what I was doing with the dog. Like now I'm like, did I just leave the dog in the house with like some pizzas? I didn't buy dog food. I would order pizzas with meatballs on, like give the meatballs to the dog and, and then just eat the rest of the pizza myself. Like we're a great team. Like I was absolutely feral. Like and looking back now, it's extraordinary. <laughs>